Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another ho-hum night in the books in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on a Wednesday. Nope, it was not ho-hum at all. It's another day in week. Uh, Tim made the 40-year bet. Andy Backstrom. Uh, I am Spencer Holbrook. Let's get into it, fellas. Tim, three days until kickoff. Two days, if you're depending on when you're watching yeah, this. Go, one yeah, day. Just say it's a few days away. Yeah, a few days away. Notre Dame, Saturday. Whenever you're watching this, it better not be Sunday because it'd be outdated. Uh, Tim, big takeaway from Wednesday night in the Woody after talking to a, a gaggle of players. Cal McCord's ready for this game. Uh, I uh, asked <clears throat> Kate Stover if he was ready for this game. By ready for this game, I don't mean he's ready to play it. He's ready to really rock and roll. Uh, Feels pretty confident about what this uh, off- how this offense has progressed the first three weeks. Feels pretty confident with where he is in the playbook, and he should. He's been here for three years. Uh, but it's important for your quarterback to have some feeling of confidence that he's going to go into a hostile atmosphere, primetime television, battle of top ten teams, and be able to deliver the goods. This is going to be the toughest defense they've gone against so far from a total standpoint. Uh, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. But it – it matters when your quarterback feels good about the way things are going. Yeah, it was one of the most interesting moments so far this year, I think, of a Woody Wednesday when you asked Marvin Harrison Jr., Andy, great question, uh, when he realized that that uh, Kyle McCord was one of those cool cats, cool customers, uh, however you want to say it, uh, very just, you know, Not so low-key in these moments. And uh, I thought the answer was pretty insightful. Yeah, he said it was back sophomore year of high school against St. Francis Academy. It's a powerhouse high school, just like St. Joe's Prep in Philadelphia. And it was in that matchup that he realized, like, okay, he's just with it. You know, he's not making this into anything bigger than it needs to be. And I think that's the key about this week is that Kyle McCord prepares every week like it's the same thing. He's won three state titles in high school. He's been in these big games. We talked about it yesterday on the video. You know, he hasn't played in these big games yet, but he's been there. He's been part of the preparation for those weeks. And he's been one play away for all of those games. So he had to prepare like the starter, just like he is this week. Obviously, it's different when getting more reps. But I think Marvin Harrison Jr. also had a really, really insightful thing to say about playing on an injured ankle last year, which, you know, gets everyone's antenna up, right? If you could be that good with an injured ankle, what could you do next year? Now, Kate Stover made the point. Everyone's a little bit dinged up in a football season. Everyone plays a little bit hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I do think it's interesting because we've already seen Marv use the burners this year, touchdowns of 75 yards, touchdown of 71 yards, and he leads all the Big Ten wide receivers in yards after the catch right now. That, that was his goal going into the season, to be better after the catch. I just wonder how much of that extra gear he gets, fully healthy. Yeah, it's funny because when he, when he took off on that end of round or jet, whatever you want to call it on Saturday, they got called back. Too bad because that was a hell of a play by him and others. Uh, remember, I was up in the press box and I said, he's now at 22.1 miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, you know, the fastest man in football that one weekend, which is crazy. Yeah, I would, think, I would say the, the great players always love this kind of situation, a big time game. Yeah, he also said that he loves playing on the road. Something about being the villain, uh, being by yourself, um, just, just being on the road. He said, don't get me wrong, I love Buckeye Nation, but I love being on the road. This team, very obviously, is embracing all of this. The top 10, the uh, people from around 
college football picking Notre Dame that doesn't happen often when they pl when teams play Ohio State the being on the road the being in an environment um, being the uh, second fiddle at quarterback in this matchup whatever it is this team is fully embracing it and uh, it's a loose it's a loose bunch it's a focused bunch um, it's a it's a bunch that I think feels quite confident going uh yeah. Across the western border here and, and getting worked. It's done. funny the the only the only group that hasn't gotten on board with this, uh, you know, going in a hostile environment and uh, people against you is the odds makers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Ohio State's favorite. Let's don't forget that. You know, and uh, that's so interesting. Weird. It's yeah. so weird. Well, you know, odds makers look at a lot of things, and you still got to believe from top to bottom. And I've said this the other day, Ohio State is the top to bottom deepest more talented team. There are certain areas of Ohio State you still want to see come on more and more like the offensive line, et cetera. You know, for example, uh, you want to see the quarterback play, play to the level he needs to play to on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, just like he did last week against Western Kentucky. But, you know, this everybody's going to be watching is Ohio State for real. Yeah. Because there are still doubters out there. They're not just doubting Colorado, you know. Maybe Ryan Day ought to Tell us if he wins on Saturday night. Are you a believer? Do Maybe you believe? Still that line, man. Still that line. Do you believe? Because you know they obviously dropped in the polls at what two straight weeks at one point. So uh, yeah, there are people that need to be convinced about Ohio State on Saturday night. Yeah, I just think it's so weird because the the narrative around this game is that um, there are folks in the desert who obviously believe that Ohio State is much more talented. I, I think just because of recruiting rankings alone and um, top end talent, but. There are a lot, and I mean a lot of analysts. I, I'm a, a college football consumer more than more than anything. Um, I love the sport. I listen to a lot of things. I watch a lot of things. There are a lot of people who believe Notre Dame is going to win this football game. That's a very good thing for the people in this building, Andy. It's going to be a tall task. I mean, look, Kyle McCord talked about the cornerbacks that Notre Dame has. This secondary, and especially the whole back seven for Notre Dame is pretty impressive. Ryan Day said it on Tuesday. There's NFL players back there. And Kyle McCord was mentioning, look, we all talk about Benjamin Morris and Cam Hart is another corner for them. He played against in high school. Yeah. So he knows how good this secondary can be for Notre Dame. It's a test for him. But I honestly think it's it's also a test for this offensive line. And Donovan Jackson was out here. I know you guys were, were talking to him for a little bit. This is a real challenge to really make a statement. They haven't faced a truly great run defense yet and they haven't been super effective on the run and this is not an elite run defense from Notre Dame but it's far better than anything they've seen so far and I wonder just how much of a tone they can set on the ground this week in a game where style points don't matter number of possessions don't matter how quickly you score doesn't matter all that matters is if you win and I think part of that winning equation for Ryan Day is, is probably running the ball and setting the tone there of course it is I mean you know this is the kind of game where even Ohio State wants to be, a, be efficient on offense, score, but also, you know, for one of another term, eat some clock. I mean, you you know, it's – I'm, I'm really curious. Uh, I want to see him in person. I'm really curious about how good Sam Hartman is. He is quite impressive watching him on television. But when you're watching on television, you still don't get to, like, watch everything else that's going on, you know, before, during, and after a play and stuff. And I'm, I think everyone's taken uh, – you know, everybody's been – Distracted by what's going on in Colorado, and for you know, one, you know, for just a great story going on out there. But Sam Hartman is having a hell of a start to uh, his first year ever at Notre Dame. And uh, Saturday night, man, you know, if things go the way Notre Dame wants them to go, there it could be a huge shakeup in the Heisman category 
Of course, Ohio State wants to prevent that and indeed wants to boost uh, Cal McCord back up where he was at one point, what, in the spring or something? Yeah. You know, before he started drifting down and uh, and went through the quarterback battle with Devin Brown. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm excited. I, I love these kind of games. I love watching guys, just like that Georgia game last year with Ohio State, guys in this kind of environment, in this kind of like spotlight, the guys who step up and make plays, it's just, you know, like, like last year with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Everybody, all your good guys, all your great players have to make some plays on Saturday night to come out of a game like this. Yeah, Ohio State needs number six to make some plays uh, on offense and on defense, I guess, but especially on offense. Kyle McCord has to be be very good, and that starts up front with the offensive line, like you said. Donovan Jackson talked about, you know, a couple different people. A couple different people wanted wanted uh, Donovan Jackson to confirm. Um, the the Justin Fry violence storyline from last week and and I thought it was a good message for Justin Fry to come deliver to us so that we could tell the players in the locker room um, through our stories uh, I think that was pretty clear Justin Fry was saying be more violent be more violent not really talking to us I think he was talking to his players there the message was received but in a different way Donovan Jackson wouldn't wouldn't go as far as to say they played more violent he just said they executed more I think there's a, a good clarification there like more violence could have meant more penalties. More violence could have meant another illegal hands to the face by Josh Simmons. More violence could have meant uh, a grabby offensive line that, that was just trying to chuck guys around. No, they executed better. And I thought it was really insightful from Donovan Jackson to take that violence question and turn it into a lesson on, on discipline and execution, which gives me some confidence going into this that, that they're pretty locked in. They think they've got some kinks worked out on that offensive line. And then, and then you know, to combine, to couple what both of you guys said, I wrote a story at Letterman Row on Wednesday. I kind of dug into the numbers on Sam Hartman. This is his 50th start. This is Kyle McCord's fifth. They both have as many top 10 wins as the other, though. Like Sam Hartman's never beaten a top 10 team. He has wins over two different ranked programs. That was at Wake Forest, where you don't have a roster like he has at Notre Dame now. I completely understand that. But Wake Forest kind of ran out of players as the year went along, you know, when he was there. You know what I mean? It was a typical annual thing. Yeah. And, I mean, because guys would get banged up, and they didn't have as deep a roster clearly as Notre Dame has, for example. Go ahead, though. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, Kyle McCord can use this all to his advantage, where everyone's talking about Sam Hartman and how good he is, but he has as many top ten wins as Kyle McCord, and if Kyle McCord can channel that and say, like, I, I can do this, I, I can win on the, on the biggest stage, I can go into this environment and win, you know, that's something that, that's going to play into Ohio State's favor. It's just so many things come down to just – you know, we're going to keep hammering it home and hammering it home, but if, if six plays well on Saturday night, Ohio State's got a really good chance to walk out with a win. And the, and the point point about that, because I asked uh, Justin Fry that question about, well, you know, was it consistency? Was it aggressiveness that you were looking for, you know, in, in that game last week? And he said the word, you know, I was asking for like a little tag word, you know. He said the word is violent. You want to play violent. Violent in a football parlance means finish. Get on your guy. Let your guy know you're on him and finish, whether it's offense or defense. And uh, obviously, uh, Ryan Day asked for that at halftime of the Rose Bowl two years ago and got it. Uh, Ryan Day was the one that basically brought it up again this past week with his coaches and his players. You know, get out there and get after it is basically what violent play violent. It isn't like number 11 for Colorado State who, who takes out the best player on the uh, Colorado uh, roster the other night. That was Travis Hunter. That was malicious, you know? There's the difference between malicious and violent. Violent means finish. And it definitely, Brian Day wants to see that on Saturday night. 
Yeah, it's execution on both sides of the ball up front. It's a game of line of scrimmage, all these matchup games, like they hate to say. And then with the defensive line, Tyleek Williams, we got to talk to him today. He's been a monster through three games, guys. 17 total tackles. That's four shy of his career high. Yeah. We're three games in. And he was talking today <laughs> about how, you know, just endurance-wise, that's something he's worked on every year he's been here. This is his third year now. And staying on the field for him was a real challenge. Came in a little bit overweight and struggled with that. This year, he's in shape. He's playing a lot of snaps. It's been mainly over 30, 35 snaps a game. And he said it's just nice knowing that you don't have to walk off to the sideline, heavy breathing, knowing they're subbing in someone else for you. Yeah, you know what's interesting? You remember that the one practice we got to watch the whole practice of, and he, he didn't get to participate because he was in here working out, and you're kind of going, oh, no, you know. Here, here you go again with Tyleek Williams, you know, just he's banged up or whatever. And, boy, he has come out of the gate big time. And so getting those rare glimpses, sometimes it, you know, can give you the wrong picture, if you understand what I'm saying. And uh, the guy we were all talking about in preseason was Mike Hall. We're talking about Ty Hamilton. We're talking about uh, Taiwan Malone coming up from Ole Miss and adding depth to that situation and some other guys. But it's Tyleek Williams who has emerged the first three weeks as a true possible game breaker, especially on Saturday night when, as we've spoken about before, pressure up the middle on this quarterback is going to be paramount. Tim, you talk about game changers, and let me tell you about a game changer of my own. Uh, I switched to the Bird Dogs khaki shorts and the Bird Dogs gym shorts. Fellas, game changer, okay? I'm just warning Don't get you. too graphic. I'm just telling you they're a game changer. Uh, they're super comfortable. I, I don't even have to wear underwear because they're built into these shorts. Graphic. It's just incredible. <laughs> He's got the hat on. Uh, the polo is just as nice. I, I, I'm not gonna tell you my golf score, but I played golf the other day in the polo. Wonderful experience, even though. Uh, the point is, no matter what you shoot, you still feel good and look good. I'm telling you, Tim, the sand just kind of brushes right off of it after your, after those after those countless bunker shots. I couldn't get out of there. Spend more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. But I do it in a bird dog's polo. Me, it's leaves from the woods. I do it in a bird dog's polo. Tim does it in a bird dog's hat because we love the folks over at Bird Dogs. Go on over to birddogs.com/lr right now and get a free hydro flask style water bottle. Yes, a free hydro flask style water bottle. Those things are incredible. Uh, no sweat on them. They, they, you can just take them to the gym. You can take them again to the golf course, fill them with whatever you want. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Uh, and don't tell the, the greenskeeper what, what's in there either, but uh, the hydro flask style water bottle can be yours with the promo code LR at checkout at birddogs.com. Or if you just go to birddogs.com slash LR, you get that uh, on your first purchase. That is birddogs.com slash LR. These shorts, incredible you know what else is incredible guys the atmosphere on saturday night i'm going to keep talking about it it's it's going to be awesome uh tim just you're already overwhelmed by it you don't even know what to ask me i am just general thoughts um you know as we get a day closer on on you know maybe just one more lean before we get to friday when we talk about bowl predictions yeah yeah i mean I've, i've been lucky to have gone to several games there covering them uh, way back when, when Bill Freilich, for example, was playing for Pitt, you know, before I started covering Ohio State football. And it was a different stadium then. I really loved that stadium back then. I mean, Newt Rockney helped design it way back, you know, and uh, obviously died in that tragic plane crash. Uh, but what uh, plane crash isn't tragic. That was kind of stupid. But uh, the bottom line is, what a, what a setting. When they added the the shell, the rising shell around around it and made it a much larger stadium from a capacity standpoint from going from like 59,000 or 60,000 up to 80 something thousand. You know, I'm not sure they didn't lose a little bit of that pure ambiance. Uh, you can still see touchdown Jesus, uh, but barely, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so 
but but it's still Notre Dame. The campus area, if you're going to the game, get there early and walk around campus. Uh, the steak sandwiches you can buy uh, that some uh, fraternity uh, puts together every every game time right there on whatever they call their oval or whatever it is. I mean, there are all these things you can experience that are so cool and it's such a beautiful, beautiful campus. It's, I've always said this, you know, it's, I would, back in the day when football was traditionally laden, if you ever made a visit to, to Notre Dame, you know, I was always wondering, why would you go anywhere else? Well, Joe Namath answered that question way back in 1960, when he was getting recruited by Notre Dame and Alabama and some other schools. He was really infatuated with Notre Dame. That's where people thought he was going to go. But his big line was, back then it was not co-ed. They had College of Lake St. Mary's across the lake. And his big line was, I'm not going anywhere You got where you got to swim to get to your date, which was great. So he went to, where did he go? He went to Alabama. He went to Alabama. And, uh, but the point is, it's a beautiful place. Uh, and uh, this is going to be quite the atmosphere on a Saturday night. It's supposed to be beautiful, beautiful weather. That's enough of my commercial for them. Closing thoughts. It's a matchup game. That's the narrative this year. We're hearing the words over and over again. Coach yeah. Knowles, Coach Day, pretty much everyone in this Explain building. Explain what they mean by that. It's a game that you can't lose. It's it's a two high quality opponents matching up against each other and, and high quality players matching up. I mean, exactly. Every, every play you're going against a guy who might be almost or maybe better than you. Yeah, I mean, there. How many do you have on the schedule, right? So you got Notre Dame, uh, Penn State's another one of those. Michigan's another one. And then if you play in the college football playoff, really any postseason game, that's another one of them. Yeah, so we're going to Wisconsin up there. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, we're going to keep hearing that word yeah. over and over and over again. And I think they're just beating their chest to that. And Kate Stover, I mean, you asked him the question, Tim, you said these kinds of games. I mean, do you take a step back and think like, hey, when I was a kid, I wanted to play in these games. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, I mean, I'm so in it right now. I don't think about that. Right. But when you put it like that, yeah, I mean, I would have killed to be in this game when I was 10 years old or whatever. And so these players feel it. They know it. They know what's coming. Of course, you, you got to be in it. Like Cade Stover said, you, you got to be in the moment to win the game. But it is it is a huge atmosphere, and I can't wait. There's a thing to keep in mind. The last time Hoste played there, they were not intimidated by the setting. I mean, in fact, they were probably more juiced. They won 29 to 16, if I remember correctly. I've got uh, – uh, John Cooper on my podcast was this week, the Tim May Show, talking about all of that, you know, because he said, don't make them better than they are. You know, that's his big line. But, uh, you know, sometimes the visiting team, we've seen that happen in Ohio Stadium, gets more juiced for a big game in Ohio Stadium than the players who play there five or six times a year do. And, I see uh, it more often at Happy Valley with Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Uh, we'll talk about that before Penn State, I guess, but you're exactly right. That's what Iowa's walking into on Saturday. Yeah. Wow, wow. We're not going to talk about that one because this this show is safe for work. Uh, but Iowa has the same colors as Pittsburgh Steelers. Who beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. That's right. I know. You're uh, all happy. <laughs> um, all right, fellas. Let's get out of here. Uh, the cool thing about these kind of games for Ohio State is Ohio State, the players, they prepare all year for games like this. Uh, they say this is why you come to Ohio State. This is why we do what we do, too. And we're trying to bring the best coverage of it possible uh, to LettermanRoad.com. I think we're doing a pretty good job of that so far. But tell us in the comments what you think. Uh, tell us on the message board, the Letterman Lounge, what you think uh, of the Buckeyes at Notre Dame on Saturday night, 730 on NBC. Again, just like the players, this is why we do what we do. We love talking about this stuff. And this is a game that I don't think I'd miss with the world. Uh, so I'm really excited to get over there, cover it with you guys, uh, be a part of the Letterman Row team. You can come be a member, part of the Letterman Row team, and, and feel like you're there if you can't make it uh, in that Letterman Lounge on LettermanRow.com, where we cover the Buckeyes 365 days a year. We will see you Friday for those bold predictions, the boldest of them all, and we'll see you Saturday in South Bend. <laughs>